when we start hiring more and more uh, organic search consultants into the business, when you do that, they each use a tool and they like that tool and they, they will protect it to the hill. The most fiery discussions and debates we had on strategy days at Aero were all about tools and what each could do. But yeah, um, that's why SEM Rush or, or hey, hey, Refs, they're about the same. So I think it's a, it's a cost discussion. If anything, I feel more nervous when things are going well. Like you and I have probably mainly worked together in times of crisis more than in times of things going well, right? So I think actually when we're in rocky patches, we'll both be more comfortable than when we're not. And I think that's a sign of like a, a good solid either like relationship, I describe it as very much having a relationship, um, or, or like a good team, right? But it's actually when you get to the rocky patches, if anything, you get closer, not further apart. And I don't think, I think we do a lot of the behaviors that we want and talk about without us noticing. So a good example is how we're challenging each other. Like when we say challenging each other, we're not like sitting each other down and berating one another for, <laughs> for things that happened. Don't get me wrong, like I was close to berating you about the HubSpot stuff, but, <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, that's not really how we do it. But Hello and welcome to Building. Our podcast that chats our journey to setting up and scaling 1225, our growth marketing agency. This is episode number 18, and today's recording date is the 17th of August, 2023. I'm Brendan, and as ever, I'm joined by my co-founder and co-host, Harry. Harry, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. It's a, it's a weird time recording on a Thursday. I can't remember the last time, if ever, we've done that. Um, so apart from the day, feels a bit weird, but other than that, yeah, I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, we're recording on a Thursday as well because we usually record on a Friday, but we're going to play golf um, from tomorrow, <laughs> aren't we, Harry? We're, we're off. We're, we're taking a big challenge in our, in our golfing careers as well. We're, we're playing the free courses at Celtic Manor. We spent some time yesterday getting into a frenzy about how hard the courses look, but overall... <laughs> really looking forward to it aren't you yeah i am excited like like i said to you my tactic for coming into this was normally like i am quite a planner when it comes to comes to golf if nothing else in my life i am when it comes to, to golf so normally i'm looking at the course maps i'm looking at what the first tees like to just you know really ramp up those those first tee nerves and things like that but this time i thought you know what i'm just just gonna play it as it comes i'm just gonna get there on the friday and then take the weekend in my stride. So I had no plans to like at anything. And then we were in the office yesterday, and for some reason, come two o'clock, you decided to do a deep dive into, <laughs> into the courses at Celtic Manor, telling me what the first tee is going to look like. I mean, you're watching videos for like 2010 in grainy footage to see what the courses was like. So the nerves are up a little bit. I did actually have a sneaky practice round yesterday where I played great for seven of the nine holes and then capitulated. So that's going to be nicely sat in the back of my mind as well. Um, so yeah, I feel like um, the only thing I can relate it to is slightly more confident, slightly more relaxed, but the feelings are a bit of an undertone of what episode one of this podcast prior to when we resigned from our jobs, the the nerves are quite high at the minute. Yeah. Tell me about it. It's today I've, I've gone full throttle on work as we should do. But that's almost to take my mind off of off of tomorrow and the impending kind of you know first tee nerves. And to make it even worse, there's going to be a photographer on the first tee, so I don't know how you're going to be like. But we're going to be like shaking and like, oh, it's going to be awful. But I, I don't think if I, I think it's going to be okay. Like, what's the worst that happens, right? Like you 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 hit it two yards or it 
slices off into the into the I trust me, I am sure like it's Wales as well, right? So that I am sure they've seen many a strange thing there. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely fine. And to be clear, I can say that I'm Welsh, it's fine. But um yeah, I'm sure the photographers have seen many strange things. So if it's just you and I topping it or slicing it or hacking off half of the, the tea box, I don't think it's gonna be too much of a you know, I keep telling myself that, but at the same time in the back of my mind and then come tomorrow I'm gonna be very nervous. Yeah, I mean, when things like this happen, it's like going away, like a pitch meeting. It's the same kind of nerves as like getting ready for a pitch meeting the night before. Like you've got to travel somewhere, do all of that, make sure you pack everything set. Yeah. You know, I, I love to be planned, but I take things literally as well. I've got to learn to stop taking things literally. You say, you see things on the site that says no trainers. And it's like, oh, my God, all my shoes are trainers. And you're like, no, they, they just mean like AstroTurf type shoes or, you know, the like. So it's just making that. But also, again, it the experience of going through their site. Look, if you're listening, Celtic Manor marketing people, <laughs> we can help you out because it didn't answer half of my questions. Obviously, I've got quite a, few, a load of questions. <laughs> like, what the process is getting to that first tee because apparently we've got to arrive an hour beforehand they take us to the tea where is the tea i mean like all of this stuff i just want to to know more know what it will be like so interesting but again it's a it's a good kind of case study for people both and people and you have to have all of those questions answered to to really make it a seamless experience and having that relentless focus on that customer experience is important yeah i would agree with that i think it actually like, this isn't in our show notes but i think we should go down this this tangent or yeah. off on this tangent a little bit which is we talk about obviously having that relentless focus on the the customer experience and we also talk a lot about the fact that yeah there's a bunch of change in the industry but really nothing changes in the sense of if you're doing right by your customers and providing them the information the answers and the products that they want nothing else really matters like yeah of course we can we can help and we can optimize but like they're the core principles that should remain the same. Brendan's having a phone call. It's just, it's just unbelievable. I'll put my phone on to silence. Sorry. You, you, you go I ahead, man. I did it the other week as well. So I put my, my laptop on do not disturb today. And I was like, oh, maybe I should tell Brendan to do the same. But then, yeah, anyway. So um, it's like all of that being said, it's, it's true, right? Like we were on that website yesterday trying to find the answers to our questions, which if you are like a, a mid to high handicap golfer, like I'm sure there are questions that you have all of the time. And if anything, the lack of information there is probably a blocker to you actually booking and going through and then and then playing there. And given the fact that like they advertise themselves as being, you know, open to golfers of all abilities and things like that, opening up that information, giving people the information that they need, I would hazard a good guess, would lead to a greater number of bookings, therefore a, a way better, you know, turnover and, and revenue and then profit and things like that. So yeah, that is a, a case study of, I think, what we mean when we say relentless focus on the customer experience. Absolutely. Well said. Um, apologies for my phone going off in the middle of all of that, but I think the point was well made. And I think shifting our attention back, reviewing the week we've just had, it's it's been a bit like that in terms of it's been all over the place. We've had little bits of everything this week, including kind of working on recruitment, so we've actually hired someone. They start on Monday, so getting ready for their arrival. You've been doing a lot of the operational groundwork, like buying employee liability insurance and, you know, that kind of stuff. Whereas 
I've put together an induction plan. I've been looking at books and courses to help train them up, ready to, to get into our processes a bit. In the meantime, we've had lots of delivery. We've had lots of sales work and lots of marketing work on the go as well. So it's been here, there and everywhere this week. Yeah, it does feel like it's been a bit of a bit part week, but not in a bad way. But it, I, I know what you mean. Like normally I come away from just every day that we have like absolutely knackered. Like you've put so much into it, but quite a lot of the time you're doing deep work as well. I do feel like I've done way less deep work this week and jump from like task to task and just check things off that need to be checked off. But at the same time, we can look back, which is why we like doing this podcast as well. Towards the end of the week, you can look back and go, actually, do you know what? We got through a hell of a lot. And even though it's a shorter week for us, as they say, we finish on a Thursday this week. We've got through so much. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, the big news of the week is, uh, hang on, let me get that uh, sound effect ready. Here we go. Uh, what does that mean? That means we signed another client. So um, that momentum continues into, into August, which is historically a tricky month, I think, for anybody in the sales industry, given... I can't tell you how many emails that I've sent that I've had out of offices this week. Um, so to sign a, a client in August and, you know, a very good client that we're really pleased that we've been able to sign is, is great news. Absolutely. Um, again, it's, it's that momentum. You have a quiet week. So last week we, I was kind of panicking. Oh, things have slowed down. We're not used to this. Like, what is this something that's like going to continue? And then the following week, positive back to it. Like, yeah, great. Our plans, we can continue with the plans that we've got for the business over the next six months. And so, so yeah, really happy with that. I think that's, that's one of the highlights of the week for sure. Sign, signing that client, um, looking forward to getting started from Monday next week, um, working on them as well. And then other elements from this week. So myself, I've been writing a couple of blog posts ready to launch when our blog section of our website is live, hopefully from maybe next week. Um, one of them is 102 tips. So I've written out a list of 102 tips for SEO and marketing consultants um, to just help them kind of with the understand the ideas and the, the behaviors that help certain consultants get ahead where from where they're at and i went out to the industry on linkedin posted about that you've helped me you've been outreaching to certain people as well and thankfully we've got numerous uh, submissions so actually i think the article will probably be about 120 tips um all told at the moment we've had the last call on submissions also shout out to the women in tech seo community for opening that to their Slack group and a lot of their members have provided some excellent insights as well. So really appreciate that. Whenever you do something, you open yourself up to something like that. It could almost be a bit embarrassing if you don't get any submissions back. And for the first week I had none, so I was panicking, but to get a whole boatload come through this week. Yeah. Really happy with that. It, it, again, it's little validation points that, you're on the right journey. You're you're making the right steps. That that I really appreciate there. Yeah, good. I would say just on that that I know. Yeah, I uh, was sat opposite you for most of that week, where you were getting increasingly nervous. You were chasing people up, saying like, "Oh, you said you were going to contribute, but you haven't just yet." And yeah, to see that go from that level of, I guess, anxiety about it to to now where you're sat on, like you say, maybe eighteen to twenty five more tips than than you thought you were going to have. 
is great. And I haven't read any of them. I haven't read, but I've read maybe some of yours, 102, but not many. Haven't seen any of their contributions. And I'm deliberately now staying away from it. So I can, I can see that piece of fresh as well when it, when it does get published. Yeah, absolutely. I've also written another blog post, which will be the first blog post that kind of leads into 102 tips. So more of that when that launches, because it'd be quite good to to bring that topic to the table and, and kind of discuss the underlying findings that I've, I've put into that blog as well. And like we said as well, we've hired someone, they start on Monday. Um, so yeah, Josh is joining us. I think we're all set. I think all of the tasks that we had to get done are done. So what, what have we done, Harry? We've done a full induction plan for the first month and kind of breaking it up, easing him into certain bits. He's got course training, on-the-job training. We're going to set him certain tasks as well. So all of that's done. And away from the HR, or sorry, to the water HR stuff, obviously it's the first time we've got to pay someone else. So we've had to set up certain things like pay YE, and so on so is that all set uh yeah we're all set from an operational perspective we had to do things that like i said like were much sooner than we anticipated we when we first sat down to plan out our first financial year at twelve twenty-five, we didn't think we'd be hiring till month six so we've had to obviously accelerate things quite a bit considering we're about a month i mean officially we launched on the the, the 12th right so we're just over two months old um well a month old really actually um which is which is great um, but it just meant everything had to be accelerated. So we did have some operational things that we had to push through a bit quicker. And in fact, we're still waiting on some bits that um, are essential, but like not blockers, given the fact that we, the way that our payment cycles will work. But for example, yeah, we have had to register for PAYE, um, but the actual activation code for that hasn't come through yet. So whilst everything is, is like semi set up in the sense of the applications are good to go, we have registered for the like pension contributions and things like that we can't officially push any payments that, that way until we have the, the activation code from, from HMRC, but that should come through in the next week or so. So we're in, a, we're in a good place there. Had to get a holiday calendar set up. Again, not something that we thought we'd have to. So far, we've, had, we, well, we've both taken a little bit of time off, but it's been pretty much together until the first week of September or the second week of September. But um, yeah, that's all set up as well. So operationally, we're good to go. I think we just have a few final bits of documentation that. You kind of forget about if you're not the person that has to do this, right? Like when we were at Era, we recruited a lot of people, but a lot of that foundational work was done. So one of the big things that we have left to do is complete the employee handbook. We do need to get that done sooner rather than later, given the fact that we also have our second and maybe third hires in the pipeline as well. We need to make sure we get that done probably even the next three to four weeks. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think we're, we're in a good place. It's going to change things, and I think it's going to change things for the better. It's going to almost make us feel like a true company now that we've got an employee as well. So that's what we both enjoy, helping people develop. I've heard you on a number of mentoring calls. I've had one this week as well with, with a mentee. Um, we enjoy that sort of thing, and I think especially yourself, like we're very good at helping people understand and see it from the high levels and get them to, to almost play the game in a slightly different way. So being able to do that with Josh as well is going to be um, really exciting. And back to what I really truly enjoyed doing back in my era days as well. So, yeah, really positive, huge milestone for us. Obviously, 
we'll make sure it, it works out. I'm sure it will. Josh is super talented and really exciting and seems to have the hunger as well. So with that as well, I think that's everything from this week, the big parts. So we'll have an update uh, on the not, podcast. Not yeah, I was going to say, not quite. I, I, ha I put this in and this is more, I don't think it's something that you're overly aware of as well, which is a bit of an update on this podcast. So we're what did you say? We're at episode 18. So we last, on Monday, we released episode eight and episode nine is coming tomorrow in terms of actual release dates. So we're about 50% of the way through in terms of, uh, in terms of catching up. And while I'm not going to go into the analytics numbers and things like that, although they are way better than we could have hoped for, I think we were saying like if we get one or two people listen and those one or two ended up being you, I, and maybe one of our partners, like that's, that's enough. At least we have this like historical documentation. So the fact that it's, far and away beyond that is great but what i think is most interesting at the minute is we started this and i think we can be open we hope that at some point the podcast will become a client acquisition tool for us right that one or two people may at some point when we're talking to them cite this as a like point of attribution which is what we want it to be but so far we've had two conversations that have mentioned this podcast that have been from a completely different angle so they've been more like um like how would I describe it? Like lateral relationship um, opportunities or ways of doing it, like reciprocation work and things like that. We've had two of those in the last four weeks come about because of the podcast. So it is interesting to see that where we thought the podcast would go versus where it's going at the minute are slightly different directions. And I'd say it's a good thing. So I just wanted to give you a little bit of an update live on this podcast about that as well. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a number of WhatsApp groups as well, and I, I enjoy it as well. Some of the some of the people in those groups always mention, oh, God, Brendan's got another podcast out and stuff. It's purely because we're catching up. We've got all of this like good good content from our journey so far. Once we catch up, it will go back to, to once a week and a couple of special editions here and there. But at least they're talking about it and they can see that the things are going out. They do listen to it as well. People are actually being very nice about the, the quality of the early podcasts as well. And hopefully it's getting better uh, episode by episode as well. So that's all we can hope for, gradually get more listeners. Would love a few more comments on on the profiles as well from, from our listeners to see what they actually think as well. And uh, yeah, hopefully the subscribers continue as well. Yeah, they are growing, the, uh, especially on YouTube. The subscriber list is is growing. And yeah, as you said, don't forget to like, share and subscribe, as they say. Well said. Okay, so that's the status update for um, this past week. Now we move into building, which is a section of the building podcast as well. And Harry, you leading this, you've got in the show notes, it's time to get networking. <laughs> yeah, so I have a bit of a challenge for both of us, which again I haven't told you about prior to, to recording. But I'm nervous. I'm what, nervous about this as well. It says yeah, networking. I'm not entirely sure you're going to like this, but it is what oh. it is. Um, so so far, pretty much all of the clients that we've been able to acquire, which again is far and away beyond what we what we hoped for in month two, have come essentially as a result of our existing networks. And the same with the podcast, right? I would hazard a guess that. 90 to 95% of our listeners as of right now are from our existing networks. So the challenge that we have is to continually grow those networks, whether that be like potential clients, um, 
potential partners, potential employees, or in this case, potential listeners on the podcast, we need to make sure that we're continually growing. And the thing that we say a lot on this podcast and a lot internally and to our clients is that people buy from people. And over the last couple of years, that element has become somewhat lost as relationships have started to be essentially what we're doing on this podcast now, although we see each other pretty much every day, we always record at our respective houses, right? And it's a, essentially a relationship with someone behind a screen. And you actually said this to me yesterday after we signed our latest client is that, this might sound slightly egotistical, but hopefully it's not, is that one of our strengths is we're very good at taking people on a journey and getting people to buy into us when we meet them face to face, which means that when we think about network building, yes, we have the, the online element, which we're, which we're doing, and I would say is a strength of ours, but our real strength is that like person-to-person interaction and getting them to buy into us from there. So a challenge that I want to set us both is for where well, probably September now, but every month we should commit to at least two in-person networking events a month per person. Um, we'll set Josh a slightly different challenge, given his role is going to be very client acquisition focused. So his numbers would need to be higher. But I think between you and I, we should commit to two separate ones. So we can't have the same two. Although we might go to the same two, we can't have the same two. So maybe two sourced each um, networking events. That could be conferences, that could be industry events, that could be essentially like target industry events for us as well. But yeah, I think we should commit to both of us attending two networking events per month. Yes, let's do it. I, I hesitated there because old Brendan would have laughed in your face and said absolutely no chance. But obviously this process we've been on over the past five months in total has shown you've got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes, that makes me uncomfortable, but also through the uncomfortability, oh, big word, I said it, um, <laughs> you know, it actually leads and presents opportunities and we we do seem to close much better once once we've spoken face to face this client they came to us to our office and we just sat down we had a chat we talked through everything their holiday you know which football teams everyone support supports and talked about football but we just got to meet them face to face and it helped build that trust and authority which is exactly what we try and do online but we did it face to face and in 45 minutes, I'm like, great, where's the contract? Where did we sign? So, yeah, yeah absolutely. That shows the power of networking. And, yeah, I, I commit to, to doing that. I've got – initially, I've got a couple of ideas. I can speak to a couple of people in my network. Former manager I know does a lot with Digital North Hants um, at the Vulcan Works in Northampton. So they run a lot of events. So I'll get myself – there so I can start networking with those people. And the other option as well is obviously the Chamber of Commerce. We we want to sign up to that. They've got plenty of networking events. So, you know, we can each go to one of those each month just to, to catch up. So a couple of ideas for you, but yes, I agree. I think it's a good idea. Okay, nice. Yeah, I have one lined up already, actually, which is in four weeks time. So it's called, um, I think it's called e-commerce camp in Chester. So a bit of a way from us, but it's also very close to most of my family. So yeah, be going there. I think it's Friday, the 17th of September. Um, so that's one that I'll definitely be attending. And yeah, I like the ideas of the ones that you mentioned. I've actually been meaning to speak to you so we can take this one offline about the 
um, Vulcan works ones that, that 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 do happen. So yeah, okay, cool. We'll uh, we'll create a tracker and then report back at the end of each month on the podcast to see how we're doing. Yeah, exactly. Are we going to make it into some sort of competition like the sales? Oh yeah, that's it. Now my uh, my fiance will never see me. I'll be at a networking event every evening just to boost those numbers. Yeah, fair, nice. Okay, so and on our organic kind of search element obviously this this podcast is about our business but we do organic search for our clients so we need to talk about organic search elements as well and this week again it's a conversation you dread having as a as a a leader of seo teams or the leader of agency teams in-house teams seo tools and that the headline there is we need to make a decision so age-old argument i'm sure every seo team every organic search team has had this argument which tools do you use that a lot of them are similar so for crawling you might use screaming frog or sitebulb which one you don't need both they do a similar kind of thing likewise those kind of big suites as, as i call them so you've got mars you've got ahrefs and uh semrush or semrush whichever way round you call it. They're all kind of similar programs. The cost of them as well over the past couple of years, I get it, inflation, you know, they're cottoning on, they need to protect their revenues. It means that we we really can only use one or two of those tools in our armory. There's plenty of good free tools as well. And again, we can potentially network and use challenger tools up and coming in, in the market as well. But at the minute, for the first two months of our, our business, we've been using SEMrush. Um, it's great, great tool. We, we like all, all of the kind of keyword research, the rank tracking, the organic research, the competitive um, gap analysis. I don't tend to use it for technical kind of SEO, especially if you've got like Screaming Frog or the like. But again, that and Ahrefs, those two seem to be the main kind of suite of tools which one do we go for? And again, context here, we've kind of made the decision to move away from SEMrush for Ahrefs, but now it seems like because this is back on the podcast show notes, you're having second thoughts, Harry. Um, It's not that I'm necessarily having second thoughts. I think what's fair to say is up until five months ago, I've been further removed from this than I ever had been before, really, um, given those role changes and, and my previous position at era like day-to-day seo or organic search was was not what i was doing right strategy maybe but like in terms of research and, and things like that definitely not and i'm doing a lot more of that now so there's some things where i just for transparency have a have a knowledge gap right like this happens in the office sometimes where i'll say to you that ah oh, mate i know what i need to do i know what i want to pull but which tool do i need to use etc cetera, etc cetera, to get that information um and the reason that this is back on the show notes is because I think it sits nicely with what we want this podcast to be, which is very transparent and very open luck at decisions that we're taking on a daily or weekly basis to set us up for the future. So as you said, we had make, we'd taken the call to move away from Samrush and move into Ahrefs. And I thought it was just worth the, the conversation now as to are we 100% sure because we have one day left on our Samrush license before that expires, which means that we then need to make the purchase of Ahrefs if we're going to. So just having that conversation out here as to does it do everything that we want it to do. The only question mark I have as to does Ahrefs do it, I don't know, is does it do 
like the measurement of keyword rankings over time. If it does, then great. If it doesn't, we probably need to move back to to SEMrush. But I I don't know the answer. So that's probably more one for you that you might know the answer to. Um, I would have to double check. Kind of is that more the overtime element and what what it stores. But we can we can get rank tracking. We don't necessarily have to use that suite as well. We can do it in other ways as well. I think also the the wider question. I've got a potential solution or suggestion of our next okay. steps anyway. But also what we do as a business, what we focus on, obviously we're organic search. We're rolling all of the facets of SEO into to one service. Um, yep. So technical SEO, content, and obviously the distribution of the content, the link building side, off-page optimization. But predominantly, a lot of our focus in the early days will be on building out content as well and for me actually the best tool for that is moz and some of their keyword research they do rank tracking but they're maybe not as strong on kind of competitor analysis and content gaps as, as the other suites are so again it, it's each one has got pros and cons and it's it's finding out which one works for us and also when we start hiring more and more uh, organic search consultants into the business when you do that, they each use a tool and they like that tool and they, they will protect it to the hilt. The most fiery discussions and debates we had on strategy days at Aero were all about tools and what each could do. But yeah, um, that's why SEM Rush or, or Ahrefs, they're about the same. So I think it's a, it's a cost discussion. And also, um, why don't we just try Ahrefs for a month or two? We can do monthly. That's what we've done with SEM Rush. Let's compare the two after, like next month. Okay, which one's better? Or I like this bit, I like that bit. And work out which one's the most valuable to us as business right now. Yeah, I think that's fair. What I'm looking to avoid is essentially that situation that you described, whereby you end up with massive, I think, both cost and working inefficiencies in the sense of you end up paying for three or four tools that do 95% the same in terms of crossover, and then each tool will do one thing slightly better. I don't think that's worth the cost implications that start to add up to well within the, the thousands. So I would be keen to avoid that. And I'm keen to make sure we have our store set out before those hires start to come in, right? As, as we alluded to on this podcast, we have that second and third hire already in the pipeline. Both of those are much more experienced and will have tools that they're prepared to, you know, fight for. But if we can just say that this is our this is 1225's position. These are the tools that we use. And this is a very strong business case for any other tools. These are the ones that we're using. I would be keen to do that because I think like that will make us operationally much more efficient. So yeah, I'm happy to do the the, the kind of monthly rolling for now and move from Samrash to Ahrefs. And if you want potentially to, to Moz to test them all out to see which one's going to work best for us. But our deadline for that, I think, is we can't be doing this past October. Because the other thing that we have is obviously we're going to be building these into the reports that we have for our clients. So every time that we change tool, we have to change like reporting connectors and stuff like that. So that then starts to become inefficient for us, especially as our client list grows as well. So I think the decision we're taking right now is as of Monday next week, we will officially move to Ahrefs. We can probably give that a month and then from there we can decide where we go. But yeah, I've, I've always worth bringing to the to the table to have a discussion on the, on the podcast about. No, absolutely. Um, and again, it's it's quite a subjective topic. I don't think mm. you'll ever get to the bottom of that. So anyone listening, please comment whichever is the best tool for you and reasons why we might 
see bits that we didn't even consider that might be eye-opening there and obviously if the if the tools are listening as well any free trials and <laughs> elements like that more than uh kind of grateful for as well so yeah that's a uh, good chat there we could talk about that for a long time again that that brings me to to something that's popped up a couple of times we've been discussing things for a few minutes and then one of us will say mainly you to me do we need this length of chat about this decision? It makes you sit back and go, yeah, you're right. Just get it done. And then the, like the other day we were talking for, for quite a while about um, the business liability, uh, the employee li liability insurance. Do we pay annually or do we pay month by month? And in the end we were like, God, we spent 10 minutes discussing two pounds extra. Mm. something something like that and always being able to actually understand that and sit back and like it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things that decision go with whichever and i think that's the case with those seo tools whichever one you're going to miss out on a few bits and the other one you know will have bits but yeah we'll we'll cope essentially we always do so that was a bit like a topic on the on the table wasn't it so this week it's definitely your turn um, for my favourite segment, Topic to the Table. And Harry has put two ideas on, on the notes. So client relationships and management or co-founder love challenging each other. I'm, I'm feeling in a good mood because we're off to play golf tomorrow. So let's go for co-founder love. And if you've got anything challenging to say to me, I, I'll take it in a good mood today. Oh, no, I don't actually have anything challenging to say oh, to okay, you, but I, I, I can bring something up if you'd like. I don't have anything, but if you want me to, like, oh, actually, no, I do. No, uh, don't get in my head. Don't get in my head before counting money. I've got to bring it up now. Oh, well, oh. Brendan and his HubSpot admin. Oh, my word. It, Brendan goes to me, I don't think HubSpot's working. I'm not getting any tasks. So I go and have a look at Brendan's tasks. All of them. All of them in the red by about a week and a half. Absolutely shocking. <laughs> Yeah, I, I need to sit down and actually reacquaint myself with that system. Okay, cool. Right. Nice. Well, we got Josh on Monday going through the, the sales software uh, course. Maybe you can do that together. Yeah, fair. Um, anyway, the, the actual uh, topic that I was going for here was was actually more on like the first words there, which were co-founder love. Um, it was more positive than negative, so I'm going to okay, go good. with it. Um, yeah. It's quite self-indulgent this week, so, so bear with me. Um, okay. There's, there's, there's a few different ways you could come at this in terms of angles and who this would be beneficial for. So the two that come to my mind are, do you talk a lot and you have on this podcast and you have with the people that you're mentoring and the people that we're bringing into 1225 around the, the power of teamwork? We've spoken about that a few times. And the other angle that you can look at this from is in terms of if you are looking to start a business, quite often people will go through the thought process in the head of like, do I want to go this alone or do I want a co-founder? And I think more often than not, people do fall on the side of the fence of like, I'd prefer to do this with somebody. And I have to say, regardless of which angle you look at, like I'd 100% agree. Over the last couple of weeks, I've started to notice that I think we do a lot of the behaviors that we want and talk about without us noticing. So a good example is how we're challenging each other. Like when we say challenging each other, we're not like, sitting each other down and berating one another for, <laughs> for things that happened. Don't get me wrong, like, I was close to berating you about the HubSpot stuff, but <laughs> that, for, for the most part, that's not really how we do it. But it was the most obvious to me probably yesterday, actually, when 
I'd been working on a piece of work for a client, like completely different to an email that came across. And this email came across around, funny enough, I mentioned earlier about, about rank tracking and they were, ah, oh, can we just set something up? I know this isn't for now and this is probably for three to six months time once we've got all this like foundational work done, but could we just set up something that will track our top 10 keywords? And I started writing this email and I couldn't really figure out in my head what was wrong, but I put something like, yeah, okay, happy to do that. Do you have those list of 10 keywords or do you want me to go get some keywords? And I sent it to you, like, does this seem right to you? You sat on it for maybe a couple of minutes. Then you said to me, I think what's like, the key difference is like, you've been so proactive for the first three weeks of the client signing. So then now after three weeks go, oh, well, what are those keywords? Doesn't feel quite right. And I was a bit annoyed at myself for not catching that. And I was a bit annoyed at myself for, well, basically just not catching it. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty silly, a bit of a rocky mistake. So then I went back round and I, if anything, I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm going to show Brendan. I know how to do this shit. I watch this, right? And then I came back with like a fairly comprehensive doc, managed to distill that down into a fairly simple message. But I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, Brendan's challenged me without really noticing, right? Like it felt more like we were just trying to get a shared objective done. But I do think we're challenging one another very well. And I think if we can build that into the culture with Josh coming in and then with the with future hires as well, it'll stand in as a very good place. I think the only challenge that we have or the biggest challenge that we have is to make sure that we're doing that for our clients as well. Cause I think ultimately that's what makes us a lot stronger. And I've seen a few occasions where we've both done it. I don't want to go into too much detail, but that call that you ran the other day where you had like all of the marketing team on there and you started out, you know, like, okay, I think this is the topic that we should go after from a like, campaign perspective, which opened everybody up to, to share their opinions and you were very good at sitting there for a second and going, okay, look, here's the reason that I've chosen this one. This is why I think we should go for it. Does everybody agree? And instantly like, everyone on the call just stopped talking and said yes, and you could move forward. So I think challenging our clients in that way is just as important. But so far, I think we're challenging each other really well. I think we're working together really well. And like, I am conscious that sometimes I am not the most enthusiastic about some of our wins. I find a way of turning our wins into, into negatives. Like for example, a sales opportunity you're working with, we potentially had to compromise on the commercials a little bit. You called me like, oh yeah, I think we'll get this done, but the, the commercials are a bit lower. I was like, well, why isn't it done yet? Like, and I can understand that like sometimes I can be a bit too intense, but um, yeah, so far I think we're challenging each other quite well. Yeah, well said. Um, I liked where that went. It was, it was nice, it was positive. And it's, it's interesting. In the time as well, this is leading to a question because I always like to, to give you a question on on your little soapbox. Um, a, a lot of people have said, you know, one of the first things I say when you go into business with a co-founder, they're like, oh, how's your relationship with that, with, with your co-founder? Like, you, what happens if you two fall out and this, that and the other? And it's like, hey, that's quite a negative look. It's almost like pushing against that. But we have talked to other co-founders. We've seen it work. We've seen dynamics in relationships. Matt and Paddy at Era, for instance, you know, Phil and Sean at, at Blend as well. Those other agencies that we've spoken to as well. But what would you say, like, how, how do you envisage that kind of co-founder relationship through time? Like, what happens when we hit rocky patches? Um, I don't know. Like, I think, like, again, you're right. It's a mindset thing. Like, I haven't really thought about that. And I think a rocky patch is only what you make of it as well. And like, we have spoken about this a few times and I'm not sure if we've spoken about this on the pod or not, but if anything, I feel more nervous when things are going well. Like you and I have probably 
mainly work together in times of crisis more than in times of things going well, right? So I think actually when we're in rocky patches, we'll both be more comfortable than when we're not. And I think that's a sign of like a, a good solid either like relationship. I describe as very much having a relationship um, <laughs> or or like a good team, right? But it's actually when you get to the rocky patches, if anything, you get closer, not further apart. And I don't think that's actually not what worries me. Like, uh, yeah, like, I haven't really thought about it. And it's the same way as... Like, like obviously you're married like I, I i'm going to get married at some point um that uh <laughs> i shouldn't say that in case uh, in case my partner yeah. listens to be clear we are getting married um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like you see you, you see your partner every day if right you you see them the first time you wake up the, the last person you see before you go to bed um you go on holidays with them like you're with them all of the time especially now when people work from home as well and you never really ask yourself the question of like, oh, well, what happens if, if you know, times get rocky, but like you always focus on just like the positive side of things. And I think it's very much a, you hit the nail on the head when you said it's, it's, it's a mindset. So I'm actually not too worried about the the rocky times. I think we balance each other out quite well. What I found so far is if one of us starts to worry, the other person's lack of worry seems to level you out quite quickly. We haven't really worried about the same thing so far. So yeah, personally, and I, I'm not sure what you think, but I'm I'm not really worried about it. Yeah, no, that's fair. And I think throughout this pro process as well, again, five, six months of actual work in, into 1225, it's just been us two. There's been yeah. no one else, so it's been very easy. From Monday, that dynamic changes slightly. And when we get our third, fourth, you know, up to 50, 60 people, that dynamic will be constantly shifting, changing, evolving as well. So that's the next challenge. So maybe we can catch up on on this relationship every kind of month just to check in, just a, a bit like couples therapy. How's that? I like it. Maybe we should do like a we should do a monthly couples therapy episode where someone just like hosts it and then we just just have a go at each other. Yeah, exactly. That would be good. Air it out. Well, we can get Josh to be the referee, can't we? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like it. It's a good idea. Yeah, nice. Perfect. Um, good topic to the table there, Harry. Well done. Um, and now weekly commitments for next week. Let's let's briefly touch on that. So for me, it's for obviously um, one of our clients. We're building a lot of location pages for, for their locations. They should all be live. We've had some kind of a lot of learnings from this because it's required some web development so we've learned lessons there i'll let you come on to that at another point that should be done i'm also going to the office on tuesday spending the day again it's good for the relationships and uh point of contact has already said like oh actually the the directors want to want to have a chat want to catch up on on activity and kind of just understand things a bit more so looking forward to that I've also got um, more work for another client building out topic clusters. So today I spent most of my day doing keyword research and the joys of keyword research, finding the clusters, finding the topics. Um, once you get your head into work, time goes by so quickly, mm. by the way. Anyway, enough of that. So next week I'll, I'll build out that cluster into a strategy so we can attack that as well. And it's kind of finalizing blog posts, hopefully posting them on the site and then um, getting that out on LinkedIn like I do, you know, breaking it up into to snippets of content with your help, Harry, and, and getting that posted out. Cool. Nice. Yeah, I I too have I have client work, but I haven't actually included that in terms of, of commitments. Um, I've tried to focus on, for this week, um, 1225 specific things. So I have two, which is 
I said I was going to do it this week and I haven't, so I really need to make sure I, I get it done next week is start recording my TikTok videos that I am um, definitely going to double down on. I think it's a, it's a way to, to move forward, so I need to get that done. And then I can't speak about it on the podcast yet, but I have some secret marketing activity in the works and seeing the, how I describe it, the viability of it. I've started to explore this as a channel. I think it has the potential to be quite big for us, but there are potentially some hold, budgeting hold factors to it. Uh, you don't know about this either. Um, uh, okay, so that's why it is secret. I was like, is that listening? Is that me as well? So, uh, it's not It's not for you. I just, I only started backing into it yesterday and we haven't, we, this is the first time I've spoken today. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, I will tell you off pod, but uh, yeah, some potential, some potential marketing activity that I think could be quite big for us. Well, now now you've made it secret. It's got to be big. I'm expecting some kind of launch and like big kind of creatives and stuff like that. So I'll wait to see see what it is. So I won't hazard a guess here because if I if I nail it, um, yeah, secrets out of the bag. So, and I suppose as well, our dual commitment for next week is um, to ensure that Josh has a productive induction and he also wants to stay in the business we, we've had it in the past where people have joined agencies we've been at not necessarily aero or or of ones but like we've seen they've been there for a day two days and they're like yeah this isn't for me and it happens a lot when people come from in-house to agency mm. as well so maybe that's a topic for future as well the difference between agency and in-house so unless there's anything else from you today harry well, uh, it, no, but, but that's that's it from me perfect well i suppose our outro line is more apt than ever we need to be this is our mantra for the weekend so which is swing well put true to help us build our audience please like share and subscribe if you listened on apple or spotify please leave us a five-star review and if you watched us on youtube please leave a question or comment and we'll get back to you thank you